Lynn. So, what's up, everybody? I'm Marty Norman. And I am still Brian Gordon. <laughs> and I want to do this every time I get close to this mic. Can you guys tell me, what was that from? Right down there. Put it right down there. What was that? I still feel like you're doing it a little fast. Like, is it chicka Or is it chicka chicka What's the pace? chicka You did what? <laughs> what up, everybody? Welcome to Talk Hard Podcast. That's right. Well, we like to talk hard. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crap. What's going on, brother? Oh, man. It has been a week. It's been a week for you? It's still going. I had a good week. I had a great week. I had an amazing week. You were on vacation. Sure. I was locked in my house. Not what? locked. I wasn't like, my wife didn't trap me there or anything. But oh, so was, she, what's that called? Uh, restraint? Voluntary isolation. <laughs> Involuntary isolation. Yeah, it was It was a long weekend, but a good one. What did you a do? Very, very good one. What did you do? Was it exciting? Was it fun? Something the viewers need to know about? You know, I wasn't sure. I'll be honest with you. Mm. So, as we've gone through this podcast, people have started to realize that like I'm big on mental health and understanding brain functioning and, and living a better life because mine sucked for a long time. Right. So you got a, a relatable aspect. Yeah. So, you know, it took a lot of like people and guidance and, and things and, and coaches and mentors, mentors and all these different things to really kind of like we talked about before, you're not self-made, right? Like you didn't do this by yourself in the aspect of it took other people that are in that are on your team, right? You do the work yourself, and so I understand the philosophy behind self-made. But well, and that's the thing. I I, I question people that with that say, you know, I, and I've said it, but I've also gave context to it when I said it. Um, I do believe that without me, like I wouldn't be anything. Right. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> without I mean. me, I wouldn't be anything. But the the term self-made is. Uh, you know, very egotistical and very non-humble because really with humility, you will realize that like I can't do any of this shit that I do uh, as far as my success in my life, as far as my success in my businesses, my success in my relationships, my success in my, you know, just everything. I, I, I can't do any of it alone. And it's really, it's really easy to get caught up in like I did this. You know, I am doing this. I am the one up every morning at the crack of dawn. I am the one grinding. I'm the one, you know, truth be told. And and I'm not a Christian by any sense of the word. I, I do believe in God. I do believe in a higher power. I, I have a different, uh, you know, it's just a term for me, the word God. Um, but I, I have to really, when I look back on my life and what I've done in the last seven years, it's not it's not me doing this. Right. You know, the universe has opened up doors for me that I was able to walk through, but it's without the universe opening the doors and, and putting me in situations and me and me again saying yes to situations instead of saying no and running from different situations and circumstances and all these different things that I used to do. But it's definitely uh, the things that I have acquired and I have done and, and I say I, 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 but it's not me, you know, and that's the humility that I've I've come to know in the last six to eight months is like, holy crap, like I am not responsible for all this. Yes, I did get up. Yes, I did do these things. Yes, I said yes to things. Yes, I made the calls. But it wasn't me. The power wasn't in within me, I don't believe. Right, so yeah, like speaking more into that, I was, 
going through this like phase in life. And, and as I was like researching, I heard about life coaching, I don't know, 12 years ago, it seemed like. And I was like, Oh, I've lived life. I could do that. Right. You know, I'm great at it. I, well, yeah, like, well, genuinely feeling like I was waking up happy in that moment. I felt like I could guide people, you know, through, but in that mindset then, and even in still currently, I didn't understand the difference between a coach and like more of a mentor or a consultant or like there are levels to this. And so I signed up for a course where they are an accredited university mm-hmm. that they do a very intensive, um, like the past three days was 30, 33 or 34 hours in three days wow. of like all on zoom deep, all types of like education on every aspects of coaching. And the first thing that they started getting into was fixing the fixer. Cause I'm, mm. a, I'm a fixer. Mm. So the first thing they want you to do to get out of your way as an actual coach, my job as a coach is not to fix you. It's to guide you to a path where you fix yourself. I want to, I want to say this too. Cause I, I, you know, I don't know a lot about, uh, I've never been trained in coaching, but I feel like all of us have been a coach at some point in our lives and probably multiple times and, and not even really known it. But, um, one of the things I know, if I put everything in recovery, see, I'm in long-term recovery, right? And I put everything in recovery. There's a thin line between enabling and helping someone. And enabling is basically doing anything for someone that they can they can do for themselves. And I feel like that's where coaching comes into is like you're not supposed to do things for people, but you're supposed to, and to correct me if I'm wrong, I mean, you're so, supposed to help them, guide them, show them, tell them, keep them accountable, these kind of things. So I was sharing my story in the coaching class and there was, we watched this video and it's, it's a girl that's got a, she's talking to her husband, she's got a nail in her head. And she's trying to explain to her husband, man, I've got this like aching pain and it's like right here and she's pointing at the nail and the husband's like yeah you got a nail in your head she's like it's not about the nail so as I was saying and she's explaining like I don't know what it is really it's just like there's this pain it's right around here it's throbbing it makes it hard to sleep all my clothes are getting snagged and he keeps like cutting her off and saying honey you you've got a nail and it's in your head and she keeps like pushing back like it's not about the nail and the point of it is Sometimes people aren't ready to deal with what the problem is, but they're trying to understand what's going on inside of them. So as we came out of the class, that hit me in such a different way because I instantly went to addiction. Because when I was on drugs, everybody I know kept saying, stop doing drugs, stop doing drugs. (laughs) Those are the problem. Stop doing drugs. And I would stop and then go right back because I was fighting the drugs. And it wasn't until someone said to me, look, I don't know why you're doing the drugs, but when you're ready, I'm here to listen. Mm. And then I was like, wait a minute, wait. So that's everything. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Why am I doing the drugs, right? And it made me think of that myself. And so the best idea that anybody could ever come up with is the one they came up with themselves. Those are the impactful ideas. And so the theory behind coaching is not to fix you, it's to allow you opportunities through guided questions that allow you to see in yourself things that maybe you never thought about before. Not okay. I'm with you. I'm riding this with you. I'm riding this out with you. So not only see a coach's job is to show you things from a different perspective, right? But not only 
to do that, but allow you through questioning, motivational interviewing, if you will, allow you through questioning to, to, to kind of come up with the conclusions on your own. Yeah. And it, it gets real tricky, right? Because like when, when we were coaching each other is we would go in these breakout sessions and we're coaching each other. You find yourself going into like this sympathetic form where someone would say something and you're like, yeah, that sounds really hard. But now I'm putting the label on it for them. That They never said it was hard. Ah, yeah, I get that. Right? So now I'm doing suggestive things, right? I'm making it hard because I've said it was. So I'm no longer being empathetic and just understanding you. I'm not just hearing you. I'm being sympathetic and I'm, so, I'm putting a label on you. And, and, and when doing that, they automatically have that label in their subconscious. So then it that activates this is hard. the negative emotional attractor, the right. NEA system in the brain. And Ooh. now they're going down this other system because I've put them in that place. They've mm. come to me in a trust factor and I'm now putting them in a negative space. Gotcha. So it got real tricky. Um, you can be sympathetic with someone by just hearing them. You don't have to label them. So, the next round is people were sharing stuff with me. And as I'm repeating back to them through active listening, like, so what I hear you say is, and you don't give your version. Like a lot of people do, like someone will say something and I'm like, so I hear you say this and it's something different and you're doing it on purpose. You literally repeat back their words so that they can hear their own words out loud again. <laughs> this reminds me of my sponsor, like telling me all the time. He's like, Marty, Say that, say that out loud so you can hear how dumb you sound right now. Like, right. And so there were spaces in there where like we were <laughs> like even during the greeting session, you know, it was like, hey, how are you? How's your day? And my day's good. Tell me what good looks like to you. Like, draw me a picture. So rather than it just being good, I want you to go a little deeper. I want you to explain to me what good means to you. And I want you to get into your imagination and draw me a picture of your good day. And now we're triggering a different part of the brain. So you got the left side of the brain where you have goals, right? You have creativity. Go- creativity. And then oh, you got sorry, the right side is creativity. Right. Right so is, the yeah. right side is more of a visual, right? Am I, am I wrong? Yeah. Right in this? That's, so the, that's yeah. where you're, that's where you talk about all the time, your vision boards. Yeah. Okay. So you, it gets you into a space of creativity and what people typically do, like I did for a very long time is they go into this negative emotion right from the jump. It's burned into the subconscious and it's hard to get out of. And so when you provide a safe space where people can dream and it doesn't just sound stupid because now I'm going to take your dream and I'm going to feed back to you what I'm hearing and I'm judging you. This is called a judgmental response. <laughs> I think I think a lot of us are uh, right. You're like, that. Uh, yeah, yeah, that sounds fun. Like, yeah, like what okay. does that mean? You know what I mean? Like, you get into the space where it's more just a sounding board and it's really hard to navigate. Well, I have to put all of this like I'm trying to relate and, and put it in my relatable aspect mm-hmm. here. And I'm, I'm thinking recovery, right? Because that's what I if I'm a coach, I'm a coach at that, you know, I'm a recovery coach. Uh, and I've been for years, regardless of anything. Uh, and what I when coaching somebody who's an active addiction, you know, one of the things that I do that I found effective is, is first off, nobody's going to listen to you. And you kind of just said this, not a person on the planet it, with any kind of a ego whether that be low self-esteem ego or high self-esteem ego nobody's going to listen to you when you stand over top of them telling you're doing this wrong you're doing that wrong you need you need to do this 
Like so that's the should aspect. Like this and people, is called and, the should mindset, and it, it it doesn't work. And it's suggestive, and it doesn't work. It doesn't work, and and maybe it works cool. for a minute. Yeah, you, you know, can what have I mean? an aha moment through suggestion, but it's not an impactful moment because they didn't come to the space by themselves. Right. There's this empowering feeling when all of a sudden you're like, oh yeah, whoa, you know what <laughs> oh, I mean? Like yeah. it, nobody around you really said anything, and now. Not only do you feel empowered, but you feel like a genius of you sorts. You just figured it out, right? And it's it's that's where like emotions come rushing in, and and you really start to trigger different parts of the brain that get hyper excited. And so, we were talking about different levels of coaching and and what it looks like, and they got us into these breakout sessions of marketing. And I was like, well, I I feel like because when you're coaching in leadership or coaching in like the corporate world. You're coaching people that already have knowledge and you're just leveling up, right? For the most part, most of these people, they sit when you're executive coaching, they sit in the executive seat, but they're stuck somewhere. Mm -hmm. So they have a lot of knowledge or wisdom and you're just trying to level them up. I'm not saying that's easy because I know that it's not because when someone that is that smart gets stuck. It's probably the hardest. It's hard. Yeah. For me... I didn't want to go down that road. Like I want to find the people and I'm not saying I won't ever, but what I'm saying is where I feel my biggest impact is, is I want people that are just stuck. It doesn't matter if it's a career. Like if you're feeling broken, you're not, if you're feeling like you're never good enough and you, and you have all these thoughts that make you feel a certain way that just don't work and you want to get out of that that's the road I'm going down. Right. So it's personal <clears throat> development coaching and a different aspect of things. Like what we were talking about with your son and I'm going to bring it up. Mm -mm. So when we were talking about mm -mm. the difference between you <laughs> suggesting him do something. Oh, here we go. Versus allowing him to do something on his own and providing <laughs> curious questions. <laughs> And you can still try this. I'm not saying you, you didn't fail anything, yeah, yeah, right? No. You're being a dad. You it, it, Everything comes from a place of compassion. Just the biggest impact that you can have on someone is allowing them the patience and understanding to come to where they want to be on their own. And for me in that coaching space on that day, I had three days with different people every time. It was very difficult for me to not hear them and That's actively it. listen and then go into this question that I wanted that would manipulate. Cause now you, I can oh, yeah. steer a conversation oh, yeah. with certain sure. questions cause I want them to think a certain thing. Sure. Right. And so I caught myself doing that in the beginning and even the actual like coaches of the coaches came in and he was like, I understand your question. Why don't you stop here instead? So you're still asking a question. You don't need to explain it. Right. So the, the explanation part is the manipulation. Yeah. It was like, well, so do you think that you're possibly saying and, and, and tell me more about this? And so I'm like focusing on certain words that I'm wanting them to focus on. And I'm directing the, the path down a way because I, I felt like I had no time to work be patient with, yeah, with yeah, them. Yeah. Right. Cause this can take sometimes months, sometimes years. I know people that have coaches for years mm -hmm. and then it gets tricky because now you have to keep your emotions and the end result out of it for a coach. I think I know this to be a fact. Uh, you out there guys, if you're out there and you don't have a coach of some sort, it doesn't have to be like, 
it has for me. So I am going to seek the person who has done what I want to do. And I'm going to do whatever it takes to, to get inside their head. I'm going to ask them questions. I'm going to, uh, Brian Kendrick, you say this all the time. You know, I'll bring them, I'll bring that person coffee every day. You know what I mean? That's the type of motivation that you need in order. Cause like me, I'm, you know, ego says that I can figure this out. Ego says that I can, uh, uh, you know, I can do this. I can do that. I, I don't, you know, I, I'm not the type to stop and ask for directions. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I have to put that shit aside and really, if you don't have a coach, if you don't have a mentor, iron sharpens iron. That's a simple fact. Like it, you, if you think that you can be successful in whatever it is that you want to do, and successful is a, is a whatever you choose it to be, if you think that you can be successful and get to that end goal, because that's the thing. Like you, you, if I want to hire a coach, if I want to have a coach in my life, if I want to have a mentor, I got to have a goal. What is it that I want? Right? I want to do that. I don't really know how to do that. So I can, I can research, I can look at this, I can look at that, or I can walk up to somebody who's, who's doing that or who, who has done that, and I can start asking them questions. I can, I can get in close with them. I can bring them coffee, you know? And that's where the different space between, and this is where I was really confused, is coaches for me growing up, <coughs> excuse me, were people that, showed me what to do, and then made sure I did it. That's accountability. So the reality is they were teachers. Right. Because they were not coaching me. They were teaching me. Coaching mm. is allowing someone the space to understand what they're doing. Teaching is teaching them how to do it. So baseball, they were my coach. They were showing, teaching me how to pitch. And then every time I did it wrong, they were correcting me versus – you can teach someone how to do something and then allow them the space to grow confidence in it. It doesn't mean that they don't know how to do it yet. It just means they haven't figured it out yet. You can lay the basics down. The fun part about the coaching through this whole process was when you start talking to people, you don't know how much you know, and you don't know how much you don't know. And sometimes just questions make you think differently in a way where you're like, damn, like I really do understand that. I really do get this. And when it comes to like living life, everybody knows how to live life. They know how to get to a better life. They're just afraid of doing it. And so you provide these questions that gives them space to dream and challenges them at the same time. Well, and also correct me if I'm wrong, you know, it's like in recovery, like, Somebody's in active addiction and they know that the recovery exists. They know that a better life exists. And what I would do, my role in said situation would be, you know, I would come into the situation and I would first ask them questions. What, do you, what is it you want? You know, and I, I, I loved, I watched a video and I love the fact that, you know, basically you ask them what recovery would look like what they would look like in that space of recovery and what that does is when they can start thinking and dreaming of what their life would be like if they weren't using drugs and alcohol and they were working on self and working a program and doing these certain things in their recovery and creating a new creating a new world really what it would look like and what that does is empower them and it changes we talk about all the time we talk about belief systems and it would change their belief systems that not only is that wonderful, 
and doesn't that sound great and all the fun and, and exciting things that I could do with my life. It isn't that great, but also that it's possible for me to do it, you know, because, and then you got a guy like me who's sitting there saying, I was once you, I have walked in your shoes, right? I have been, I've been at the pits of hell. I've been homeless. I've been in prison. I've been in, in hospitals. I've watched people die. I've overdosed. I've done all these things. And I have gotten to a space of recovery. And so can you, you know, so not only does it empower them when you ask questions and they, they, they start to get empowered because they can, they, they start answering their own questions and coming up with these ideas with really, it's just like you. And, and, and and again, it's a form of manipulation. Well, see, that's the thing is that's where it gets very tricky. So as you're talking through this right now, if I were speaking to someone in addiction, it would be, what does that look like? Why do you want to get there? Mm-hmm. The why. And how do you plan on getting there? Right. And then I would ask them, which of the three is most important to you right now? Mm. Is it what do you want? Is it why do you want it? Or is it how you like, what is most important right now? I may think that the why is the most important, but in that moment, I need to know where they're at. So it doesn't matter what I know. Right. What I want to know is what they're going through. So if and that you, could change too, if, right? When they, oh, of course, it will yeah, change. It will change. As it changes, it all becomes relevant because they understand the basics of the three questions. So if they're like, well, I just don't know what I'm going to do. Okay. So let's focus on what you do know. So what do you know about what you want for your future? And let's just, uh, let's just dream for a moment. So I'm going to sit back and you're going to walk me through your perfect world Mm -hmm. and let's just spend a moment there. So I'm just going to sit back and be quiet. And I want you to just, just close your eyes and vision your perfect world without looking back. Not, I wish I wouldn't have done this. I just move forward and tell me what that looks like and just let them start talking about either the what, and sometimes they'll start going into the why it'll just navigate itself as you just, let someone do that. And as they do it, they're like, damn, I never even thought about that. <laughs> like it's, a, it's, it's crazy it's magic. to watch. It's magic. It really is. Yeah. Um, and you know, it was a class of 33 individuals all on a zoom mm-hmm. pad as I'm like, I got my laptop over here. I got the zoom pad. I got 9 million notepads flowing around. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm engaged. I got, you know, my dog over here being silly sometimes. And I'm just in these moments and, it was just such a, it was an honor. Yeah. Like even hearing the coaches. So like for me, when I first decided it was like, you don't need a license uh, or any certificate to be a coach. Mm-hmm. You can just in any state, almost, I believe you can just say it and someone can hire you and you can open a business as whatever you want. I didn't feel like that was the right way to do it. I don't either. So I was like, I'm going to find an actual like accredited school, not mm-hmm. just a school that can teach me how to coach. I want to find an accredited school. Uh, I'm going through their life coaching, master life coaching, and then you can become accredited yourself through a hundred hours. And there's like a path and then you become ACC accredited and then you can become PCC accredited and, and you can keep going from there. And it's just continual education. Right. right. And so I feel like if, if I'm going to become the best version of what I want, then I'm not just going to act like I know everything because <laughs> like I'm going to be honest. To. My, my, my thought process before the class was, this is going to be boring. I know how to do this. I've done the modalities. I've listened to the books. I've read everything that I can up to now. 
my uh, my initial mindset was I'm not going to get much out of this, and I was so wrong. I see you go. It was unbelievable because it was like just the certified professional, right? The, like you're just telling me what I already know, and you're just allowing me to put it on my wall, right? Wrong, <laughs> totally wrong on so many levels, and the amount that I got out of it was like life-changing yeah, for yeah. like I got coached on a whole new level going through that. Cause again, I go through it thinking, well, I remember what a coach was like. He showed me what to do and then told me when I was doing things wrong. It's not a coach. <laughs> it's a teacher. <laughs> I got so many people in my life like that. <laughs> right. And I've done it. Like, and I've, I've talked to people where I'm like, if you just do this and this and this things get better because that's what works for me. Mm-hmm. What does well, that while, mean? While, while I while I do think that that has some some weight, you know, like people need, uh, you know, like me in early recovery, like I was a walking, you know, I was a dumpster fire, right? I mean, mm-hmm. I was I needed people to make it simple for me, and that's kind of what the program does. Is like the, I hear you hear it all the time, keep it simple, stupid. Right. I, I wanted to overcomplicate everything and stuff like that, but you know, I needed. Where I, and this is not where you find a lot of people who are going to be hiring coaches or not, you know, maybe they're, they're probably advanced past where I was at at the beginning of my recovery, but I just needed somebody to show me how to, how to get up on time, how to make a bed, you know, I mean, not necessarily how to make a bed, but how to, how to want to make a bed. Well, reason, the reason why I needed to make a bed every day, you know, and they even, they spoke very specifically about this we are not therapists right we are not licensed to speak in the past Mm -hmm. so if someone is struggling with addiction and with you know certain types of they recommend we read the um asm or asr5 what is dsm dsm5 yeah so they recommend that we read it so that we could kind of identify if someone is in that space that we need to refer them to a therapist i think even coupled though like for me, I need, I need all walks of life covered for my, you know, and I believe that anybody who's truly wants to reach that goal, whatever that goal might be and be successful in doing it. And then wherever that goes next, like, I think you have to be wrapped around with, with all different types. You have, I have a therapist, like I'll shake hats. I have a therapist. I have a counselor. I have a a, a sponsor. I have a sponsee. I have meetings. I have, I have accountability groups. I have mentors. I have, you know what I mean? I have all these different, you coach me a lot. You know what I mean? I, I, I need that well-rounded. I need every aspect because I'm, I'm complex as shit. (laughs) I'm all messed up. I need all different types of people. I completely a thousand percent agree. And it's not, they just wanted us to understand that we don't work in conjunction with a therapist. The therapist deals with you and your past to help you wrap your brain around the things that you don't understand. Right, right, right. I got I am here to help you wrap your brain around the things that you actually do understand. You just don't know you understand it. I call Action. it unlocking greatness. Action. I believe that greatness is in everyone. They just don't understand it. Yeah, I do And too. sometimes the right question will open your mind to a whole new reality. Something as simple as what I was reading a book recently, and there was a kid who the teacher was wanting the kids to draw a house and an airplane. And so one of the kids drew a very like squiggly, crazy. It was even hard to explain. And, and, and then <laughs> he's just a bad drawer. It, well, okay. See, 
That's where Either that or he was on. Picasso. He's Picasso. Hold on. It's a I'm, Picasso. Wait till I get to the end. What is that? Picasso. No, let me let me get to like I know exactly this was the Picasso. point. On the plane, <laughs> it was a bunch of like very rigid lines. And the teacher was like, This kid is learning impaired mm. and needs to see a specialist. <laughs> it wasn't until because the teacher said, Why'd you do that? What do you mean, why'd I do that? You told me to draw a plane in a house. So the teacher was like, you have a learning problem. If you would have shifted the question and said, can you explain to me what you see here? Then the kid opens up and says, well, you see all the little squiggly lines? This is the electrical unit that's going through the house, and this is the plumbing. He basically engineered the home off of a commercial he had seen at like six years old or something, and then was genius. drawing the hydraulics to the plane off of another commercial he'd seen. And that's what he saw. It wasn't mm. that this kid was learning impaired. He made the teacher look like an idiot, in my opinion. <laughs> right? But it was a question. Right, right. So if you want to understand someone, sometimes you don't have to show them. You just need to understand them. And the goal behind coaching is to unlock your greatness that you have. Yeah, I believe that too. You just need the right question to allow you the free space to feel like you are empowered enough to answer it. Well, and here it is. And everything I'm doing is, is related to recovery because mm-hmm. that's all I really know, right? A recovery and mindset and stuff like that. Um, but here's the thing with the majority of people that, because I believe everyone needs a coach. I believe everyone needs mentors of, of multitudes, right? So <clears throat> the thing about getting into a space you don't understand or getting into recovery when you've been in active addiction for however long or, you know, starting a business or just changing how you perceive the world, you know, is fear. And, and, and again, I'll go back to the belief systems, belief that I cannot do it. I, I can't do what it takes to get there. And I, I heard a story. There's two types of people in the world, right? So I was, and this is, I heard a story about it and it got me thinking about the other day when I was walking past a coffee shop and I really wanted coffee, right? Okay. I really wanted coffee and I, 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 this story sparked it for me. I heard it and, but I really wanted a coffee and I was, I was feeling a little like I needed coffee and I go, I walked past it and there were just 20 people in line and I'm like, oh, I'm not waiting in line. I'm not waiting in line. Why? So that's it right there. Why? I do not. I've done it. I'm just curious. And that's the thing. Like I'm impatient. I don't want to wait. I I feel like I'm, I want to go to the front of the line. These people don't even know what they want. I can go to the line and say, I want a black coffee and be out of there in seconds. They're up there going, um, I, so what is a, (laughs) you know? So again, there's two types of people in the world. People that don't, that get what they want, that go after what they want. Doesn't matter what the, you know, and then there's people like me at that time. I'm not always like this, but at that time, I'm not willing to do what it takes to get what I want. And I feel like so many people are in that space. They're not, they want this. They want that goal. They, they, they can't even call it a goal. They just want that. Mm-hmm. They want to own a business. They want to start a business. They want to, you know, they want all these things, but they're not willing to wait in the line, which is the work, the action behind it to get what they want. And that's where I think the majority of people fall off. And this is, you know, this, this was a metaphor for me that really kind of woke me up 
because that's I'm, I don't attack life like that, you know. So if I want something, this is the the transition that I went through in early recovery in the first couple of years of my recovery was I was I'm willing to do whatever it takes. First, it started off to get sober. I'm willing to do whatever it takes. You, if you tell me to read this, do that, go to this meeting, do this, do this, scrub that toilet with a toothbrush, I'm willing to do it because I feel like there's a rock bottom has a, has a place in people's willingness to do what it is and then understanding the severity of their problem. Like where, where, where this problem lies is it's got me nowhere. I mean, and out of prisons and jails and hospitals and all these things that this is the severity of my, of my problem of my disease is this, but so understanding that and willing to do in this case, wait in that line for 20 minutes to get my coffee. Like that's, I think that's the fundamental key is you, ha- there's action. If you're not taking action, if you, if you have a goal and you see the goal and you want it, but you're not willing to fall in love with what it takes to get to that goal. And that's it. you got to fall in love with it. You can't just do it because it's on your checklist and you want to do it. Like that's, that's, you got to fall in love with that shit. And I think that's what separates the men for boys. Falling in love with the process it takes to get to your goal. And when you get to your goal, because the process is going to change you. The process is going to change you. I'm going to ask you some questions. The process is going to make you whoever you want. Because when you get to that goal, say say I wanted to start a business Mm -hmm. and I got that tomorrow. I would not be ready for it. I would lose it. Okay. I understand that. I I, I understand that. Here would be my questions. First would be, why didn't you want to wait in line for the coffee? I'm going to call this my, my nature. My nature is I'm an impatient person. So was the coffee not important enough for you or it, it must have not been because I come up with an alternative. I'm like, there's a, there's a bang right over there in that refrigerator. I'll just so go let's take it. a moment where that coffee was important enough to you. Right. What else could you have done to get that coffee in the way that you wanted it? I could have bucked the line. Okay, and what does that? What I is that? Buck the line. What does that look like? And what 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 would that have happened? Because there's, I'd probably pissed off some people and probably okay. gotten an argument. And so then, yeah, is there another way that you still could have gotten it just as quickly without doing all that? I feel like the the nature of me is wanting to get it quickly. Yeah, but I feel like, and you still can. And, and, and okay, so I'm anxious to hear this. I'm anxious to hear this. I couldn't, yeah. So, but I feel, you know, in hindsight, looking back on it is I should have fell in love with waiting in line. Uh I should have been completely content with waiting in line to get what I wanted. So in a long format and enough time with the right questions, we could have walked you through the process of understanding that if you just would have been willing to go through the uncomfortable process of talking to each and every person and explaining to them why that coffee is that important to you, you could have gotten it fast. <laughs> hey, excuse me, man. So I know I want black coffee, and I'm I, I, here. Here's five dollars. Let me get in front of you. Well, no, no. You, I mean, sure, you can pay for it if you want to, or the real. There's process probably an app on it, my phone where I could have just. Right. There's a million other ways. Is the point? Yeah, I agree. And even I think- in just this short conversation you came up with the app you're right Mm. there is always another way to make it work 
in the way, but you have to earn it regardless is my point. Yeah, yeah. I like it. You can't just get there quick. I can open a business tomorrow and it can be successful. If I want to do hundreds of hours of nonstop research between now and the moment that I open my there, business. There's not a hundred hours between you know now what I mean? and tomorrow. Like, what I mean is like <laughs> it would only open in a certain format. I could have to simplify it back. Like I can open a business tomorrow. Will it be successful? I don't know. I really don't know because I don't know. Well, I know. So, I guess I, I'm always speaking for me. Like, if I didn't put in what it took to get there, then I would lose it. It's just like with what I do now. Like, it took years. It took years to do and to to formulate and to to do all the things that I did. But all along the time, in that process, I changed. I grew. I became more humble. I became willing. I I, I learned through trial and error that failure was my greatest gift. No, you know, I, and all those things. I completely understand what you're saying wholeheartedly. Yeah, yeah. What I'm saying is there is a way around the people that are like, excuse my language, I'm just going to say it because it is justified right now when there's so many people out there saying, F- that. It's, I get why they're saying that, and most people will talk themselves out of kind of what living their dreams because they hear that as unattainable. Mm-hmm. I see that as completely attainable. You just need to break it down into smaller, shorter wins. You're going to get to the same space. It doesn't have to be just. It doesn't have to be that hard. It's just going to take longer. Yeah. Like. You got to where you're at in the time frame that you did that if somebody else wanted it, they might be able to get there with less pain. It just probably would have taken 14 years. Mm-hmm. So, again, it's success is based on the time frame that we're putting it on, right? I only failed because I didn't finish it in a year. Well, that's not true. You you didn't prioritize it the way you wanted to get it there in a year, or you could have succeeded. So you haven't failed. You just set a time frame on it. So rather than setting a time frame on everything or a workload on everything, do what you can handle. Because people aren't wired like us. Yeah. People don't want to get up at 4 a.m., go to the damn gym, take cold showers. They don't. And I'm okay with that because you will get to a space with small growth. I don't care if it doesn't happen until you're 60. Mm-hmm. If you wake up finally at 60 and you got to live a day in pure happiness, let's talk. That's good enough for me. One day is good enough for me because I believe that day will change the rest of whatever your life looks like. There is no time frame on happiness. I want it for you tomorrow. I can show you how to start getting it tomorrow if you just want to take everything I say and put it into action, but that's not going to happen. Mm-mm. Because what works for me doesn't work for you. And what works for me doesn't work for Chris. And what works for Chris doesn't work for me all the time. Like they don't go hand in hand. So for people, we have to allow them the space to take their own journey no matter what it looks like. That's you, the hard part. Do you believe that there's um, fundamentals that have to be learned, grow, grew through, taught, um, mainly learned, I guess, in order to... A thousand to, and, percent. Right. So there is a foundation that has to be placed that's kind of not negotiable. Well, the thing is, the fear of not knowing how is what should motivate you to want to learn. And that's where people have a lot of this backwards. They're so afraid of not knowing how that they talk themselves out of the big picture. And rather than 
I've got to have a million dollars by March 2nd, 2025. Well, it's just like, let's, let's put that into working. Let's go into the gym. Okay. Like literally going to the gym. You all, you're all pumped up. Mm-hmm. You want to go. Mm-hmm. You, you set a date. You got a membership. You're like, I'm going to start tomorrow. Right. I'm going to start tomorrow and I'm going to, you know, with the end goal that you want to look good naked. Okay. <laughs> or you want to do a competition or you want to just, just, you know, whatever. Right. You got goals. You want to be healthier. You want to, you want to be more motivated. You want to have more energy, whatever it may be. You go to the gym with all this great motivation, which motivation for me is, is kind of, you know, it doesn't really, uh, inspiration for me is a better word. Uh, but anyway, you got all this motivation to go. You get going. You're working out. And you're doing great. You're in there for a couple, maybe say you're in there for a couple weeks, which is where most people fall off okay. because they don't see the results that they want. And this is the, kind of the point to it is you don't see the results quickly. This is not good. And this is falling in love with the process. If you're in there to get this, your only goal is to look good. Right. Or your only goal is is to be healthier and you're not falling in love with actually working out and what it does to you as you're working out and falling in love with like, okay, I'm going to do this many sets. You know, if you're not falling in love with the fact that it's releasing dopamine and, and serotonin in your body and making you feel good and making you healthier. And just by the day to day stuff, if you're not falling in love with it, like I worked out today, I feel great. And yes, I still had this love handles and I still am not where I want to be. I feel like that's where people start falling off because they don't see immediate results and they start getting discouraged and they see the guys in the gym or the women in the gym who have the big butts and the guys over here, have the, you know, looking great. And I've been working out for years and I'm like, Shh, I'm never going to be there. I can't. And, and I think the fear, I don't think I see that's where I challenge a little. I don't, I, I think fear has something to do with it. I mean, this is where I'm saying that the work is what people are scared of. It's going to take doing that thing repetitive five, six days a week. But again, I could lose just as much weight as the next person over 10 years than somebody could over a year by doing less work. I could change my diet much slower. I could still get there. It's just taking way longer. And nobody wants that. Maybe. (laughs) I don't know what nobody wants, right? I don't. I don't know. So that's why it depends on the why. For anybody, it depends on the why. There is how you're going to get there. Well, there's what you're going to do, how you're going to get there, and why are you doing it. So for people that go to the gym, every time someone has ever come up to me and been like, Brian, will you work with me on my diet? I always say, why? Mm -hmm. That is always my first question. Because I want to lose weight. Explain to me what losing weight means to you. Right. Because losing weight to you could be five pounds. Right. And it could mean, well, I want to like... I want to, you know, lose weight and do this. And I'm like, okay, now, now is where I step into the consultant role. Do you understand that weight in muscle density takes up more in fat? So when you hit a space where 190 doesn't move mm-hmm. or it you, starts going up, do you actually. believe that you're not getting anywhere? Yeah, it actually, and I've known this through trial and error for the last, you know, five, six years, is that I can lose weight, but the minute I start working out hard, like, I'm gaining weight. When I step on the scales, muscle I'm here gaining. is like, fat is, I don't know the exact measurement, but it's it's significant. Muscle weighs more than fat. Uh, by a lot. Yeah. <clears throat> the density factor of, you're basically 
taking and, and squishing it in the form, palm of your hand. Like this is muscle and then you got fat. So you can't, that's why I'm like, why? If they, when they attach a number to it, you got to go deeper than that. Yeah, I'm not going to, yeah. I'm, I don't want to, I can't I get that. I've tried to tell people to go deeper than that and it doesn't work. Mm -hmm. So until they realize that it is more than a number, you're, you're just taking their money. Because it's so much deeper than that. I'm going to go with... If you talk about inches, Even you, maybe. my friend. If, why is he always attacking no, me? No, I'm, I'm attacking Marty today. Chris, get <clears> him. <throat> he calls me and says, will Put you help me out with my diet and do all this? And then I just say, then do this for seven days. And if you want it bad enough, you will. And you went after it, and then you fell off. No, 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 no. I, I did it for two weeks. I want up to. I have it written down. I for, still haven't talked about it. So. I know you have it. So <laughs> I did it. You, and he told me to get a blood test. And I did that. And I've done it for two weeks. And he told me to order Herculean, which is the meal preps. And I did that. So but I have much, literally. No, I said, we will build a Herculean for you. How much Herculean have you bought? Uh, two, uh, 14. Because it matters. Two, one week worth. They have they have fat, carbs, and and um, so protein breakdowns in them. But anyways, my point is one minute with the, we're going to commercial. <laughs> it's not a bad thing. I'm not attacking. No, no, you I on did. Any no, level no of the literally. Just so you know, I have two weeks of stats, mm -hmm. if you will, wrote down for you. Are they current? No, I went two weeks. Okay. Two weeks when you told me to. The two, you told me to do a week. I did two weeks and then. And then I should have heard about them on the 14th day to give you an actual change. Well, I think uh, here's where we. Because uh, things shift. Here, here's where, here's what happened is I had to get the blood work done okay. and that was two weeks out. Okay. And then I never got the results back until I got the results and then I got the results. And I am making excuses. I didn't even have to But say I it. did it. But I did I it. I was going to see if we I just get didn't a consult <laughs> with my nutritionist. And that's okay. That's my point, right? You're happy enough where you're at when I'm you not. wake up every day. No, you are. You really are. Or you'd be doing it more. You said it yourself. That's so true. You haven't hit the space where you're like, damn it. This sucks. Or you haven't hit the motivation where you're like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't have to suck. Right? There are people that get so addicted, like myself. I didn't feel like I had to do coaching because I've done a lot i've i've been through the work i've i've been coached i've i've done the seminars i've lived a very hard life and was able to find ways to pull myself out through a lot of help but i learned a lot mm -hmm. and instead of just saying well that's enough now i'm gonna go ahead and just this is my life and i'll be good and i'll figure it out no it's not so i went from a good space to a better space and i'm so now addicted to that space that i'm gonna keep going so now we've got the podcast. I've got my normal job that I'm doing well at. And then I've got another business and I'm just going to serve people as much as possible with as many ways as possible. And it is not free. However, uh, I think you guys, you guys looking for a coach, go to, however, go to you, the first com. three people to email Fans at talkhardfans.com. Wait, it's fans at talkhardfans? Fans at talk. I just looked it up because I will offer this. <laughs> the first three people to email fans at talkhardfans.com and send me the answer to five things that you want to change in your life. Five sentences. Five things. Mm -hmm. Just explain to me five things that you want to change in your life. And I will reach out to you. And at the minimum offer a consultation with you 
And if you there it and is. me can get along, because I can't just coach anybody, right? Some people don't. Incompatible. I, you have to be compatible with your right. coach. It's not a friendship, but it is a partnership. Yeah, yeah. If we feel like there's a partnership, I will agree to coaching those people for free for three months. Everybody better jump on it now. So if you're in a space where you are good and just want to get better, or if you're in a space where you feel stuck and want to think of a possibility where unstuck is a reality, email me at fans at talkhardfans.com. Put in the subject line, life coaching. I'll get it. I'll read them. I'll reach out to you. I will reach out to whoever emails us regardless, just so I can let you know what's going on. Cause I hate that. Like I hate emailing and, like when I was going through interview processes years ago and they're like, oh yeah, we'll let you know if you got the job. And I'm checking my email. Like I'm waiting for a girl to text me back after a date kind of crap. <laughs> and it's annoying. So if you email, I will respond regardless of whether or not you're one of the first three, but the first three that reach out. And if in the first three, we aren't compatible in the journey, I will find three. There you go. It finds you 90, days, refer you 90 days of free coaching minimum twice a month. Here it is, ladies and gentlemen. You I'll got put you it. on the you schedule. I'll make you a priority that is not a problem for me. There you go. <laughs> Wait, Chris is. <laughs> we got Chris over here. Chris right? Is, He's like, Chris oh, is cheating right now, but that's okay. He actually, Chris created the uh, the email. No, I, no, no he I created didn't. The, oh, okay, I you created create. email. Well, Chris is over there writing down the email. Like, like you're supposed to know. No, this. he's answering the questions right now. Is what he's doing. <laughs> If anybody in the world needs a coach, it's Chris. I love you, bud, but you definitely need a coach. I agree. You know what I learned this weekend? So do I. Oh, I feel like you're just trying to burn me every chance you get. I need a coach, too. What's the email again, Chris? <laughs> I learned so much from these people that, I, I mean, I am honored. I, I, I mean, three long days, right? Mm-hmm. It started at because we were from California all the way across, so I'm in Eastern time. So it started for me at 10, which means people had to wake up at 7 in California, and it went until 7 p.m. every day with minimal breaks, like 10 minutes every couple hours and then an hour lunch, and that was about it. Is this it. what you did over the weekend? Yeah. Oh, I get it. So it was a okay. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. My whole entire weekend was gone. I'd take a day off work, which got cleared. Um, but that's literally, it was like my wife was amazing and she was just hanging out in the crafting room watching tv with the dog was very supportive of this thing and i told her before the class i'm like this will be just whatever because you know yada 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 i've I've done all this man i love i'm so humbled and and filled with joy by how wrong i was because these people change your life never forget change your life we were all on the same path and every time they'd be like okay we're gonna go and do this like practice session with someone else i would get nervous i mean i coached people but i was getting nervous and like you know what i know and this is going to be like therapist talking to therapists and like a lawyer is only bad when they're themselves kind of crap like i would literally start getting like my heart would race excited definitely excited (laughs) not anxious no (laughs) that's bullshit i was so anxious right (laughs) he was excited and um no i i want people to i want people to look at that I do because that's everything that you ever wanted is on the other side of fear, right? And 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 I believe that ever like we say in recovery that we that we bury the smart ones, 
we bury the smart ones because they're too smart. We have people that are too smart for the program. And, we, you know, you can never be too dumb or ignorant for the program of recovery, right? Because those people that think they're too smart, to the, you can't teach somebody who knows everything. And that's the first thing that I do in anything. When I'm trying to, you know, work with somebody, you know, if, if they think they know everything, then why do you need me? You know what I mean? Like you, you can't, I, I can't learn if I think I know everything because I'm not going to ask the questions I need to ask. I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to feel like I'm supposed, and that's the thing too, is getting out of that space where your ego is involved and you feel like, I don't want to ask this question because I'm, I, I need to feel like I, I already know the answer, you know? There's no dumb questions. There really isn't. And that's, I know that's such a cliche. cliche. It was crazy. Like, so, so in doing, getting out of the, the framework, like thinking you know everything was going to be paramount in your recovery, in your life. It, you start in a job. The last thing an employer or somebody who's training you at a job wants to find is that you know everything. Like I can't teach you shit. You know it all. You know? If I'm hiring somebody and I'm training them, I want them to just be like, okay, show me. Show me. I'm, I'm willing to people, learn. The biggest downfall of people is that you don't know what you don't know. That's so true. And people feel like they've reached this place. And this is where my, you know, you say Christian. I say Christian because I was raised in a Christian church. And I use the parentheses when I say that because that's just the title that it was like non-denominational Christian or whatever. That doesn't matter to me. I'm going to be really honest. I'm going to put this out there. I am good with any and every religion as long as you believe in something more powerful than yourself. I agree. I agree. Because if you don't, in my opinion, and the reason why I feel the way that I feel is if there is not something more powerful and more knowledgeable than me, then what is the point of being here? A divine power. Like, what is the point? If I know everything... What do I need to be alive for? Like, what's right. the point? You've reached the plateau. Once you get to the mountaintop, <laughs> you have arrived. What do you do besides jump off? Like, there's nothing left to do. I'm not going back down, not freely. So I better jump or just realize I'm here. Or bring a parachute <laughs> and enjoy the fall. You know? So for me, it was just that level of humility inside of that class and the people. And so in my head, I get these racing thoughts and then we go into it, And within minutes, I'm like, dang, this is cool, right? right? And these, we're we're really like diving into each other and you can tell this isn't like a scripted conversation. Like this person is really telling me what they're going through. Yeah. And I'm genuinely listening and there's like a, a connection in a, you know, coaching aspect of somebody that understands the questions that I'm asking and yet still I'm bringing a different side of it. You know, there were times when I'm like, dang, have you done this before? <laughs> and then I heard it from some people and I was like, man, that it feels good when you know, these people know their stuff. Yeah. And yet everybody was just so excited. And then, and then I'm like crud. And then like, okay, well now between here and then you got to do this and this. And now I got to go through another weekend like this action. So I have a whole nother or, weekend. or do you get to go through another weekend? Well, like of course that? I get to go through another weekend. Absolutely. <laughs> you don't and, gotta it, do shit. and I'm, I'm excited for it. 
Yeah. Because now we're diving even deeper into like the amygdala and the hippocampus and they go into like the brain. Oh, great. Here we go. So you guys are going to hear a lot of more (laughs) big words from Mr. Brian Gordon. And coming from a person who believed he was dumb most of his life, Uh, I'm excited about it. Like I genuinely am. I love to see this excitement and this fire in you, man. This is what, you know, this is what we, this is a circle that I surround myself with is, is people that got that fire, whatever they're going for in life. Some people, it's just, you know, buying a home, uh, a relationship, a new job, a new career, uh, starting a business, uh, recovery. You know, people that have that fire are the people that I choose to be around, you know, because that's that's inspiring to me. You know, when I'm a, if I'm around a bunch of people, and this is why I say show me your five friends and I'll show you your future. Like, if you're around, if you associate, if, you, if your circle... And I said this all the time. If your circle isn't inspiring you, motivating you, pushing you, prodding you, uh, calling you out on your bullshit, then you don't have a circle. You have a cage, and they're going to keep you locked in that cage because they, you know, monkey see, monkey do. You, you know, if 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 you want to become a, a you know a, a, an attorney. You go hang out with attorneys. You know what I mean? You, you, you want to, you just got to associate with people who are doing more with their lives if that's what you want. The only you thing can't, you can't, in your way is you. You can't say that I want this, this, and this, and then, you know, I want to have a, a successful bit. I want to be in, okay, so you can't say I want to get clean and sober and be in recovery all the while hanging out with people who are actively using. You, you can't do it. It won't work. So in order to get out of, you know who you are that you're unhappy with that you're un you're not content with in that lifestyle you've got to get away from people places and things that bring you to that that suck you back in you get all the time it happens in recovery all the time you get people that get in early recovery and they're still hanging out and associating with the same people i'm sorry but it will not work and the community will change you <clears throat> and i'm not communities i'm everything. not gonna i'm not gonna disagree with you by any stretch of the imagination Yet at the same time, I want people to understand that the shift have to happens inside. Mm-hmm. Those five people around you are not going to change you. Oh, but they do. They, no, they'll inspire you. The change still has to come from you. They may oh, inspire okay. you. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. I agree. They I agree. may. I'm, people inspire people, and that's totally fine, but they're not going to just change you. You got you to gotta take that in on your own. You're not, you can't expect, well, if I go hang out with five millionaires, then I'll be a millionaire. Wrong. I, I almost not through osmosis, right? Not through just happening. No. But but what's going to happen is if you hang out with people that are successful in that in that realm, is you're going to start seeing their behaviors. Not only are you going to start seeing it, you're going to start adapting to their behaviors. You're going to start seeing the things. If you choose to, it's it's yeah. That's what I'm to, saying. There it has, has to, to be, be a, a shift inside yourself, regardless. I, I think that the shift is going to happen. When you like make the choice, like I want to be this, so I'm gonna go see these people. That's a shift, right? Yeah, no, and again, I'm, what I what I'm saying is, so many people, and I was listening to Mel Robbins about this recently, where she was like, people think that manifestation is if I just wish for it. <laughs> That's not how it works. No, it's not. You have to want it so bad that you're willing to spend the time telling your brain, which sounds dumb to most people. But it's really how it works. I wish people could you need really to stop that. and listen to yourself and take a moment to imagine and believe that it's reality and believe it so much that it then inspires you to inspire you to go get the courage to go after the things that you want. 
And that's that, what I mean yeah. by being around these people is, well, here's the reality of it. If you go try to hang out with five millionaires and you're not making moves, they won't last very long. No. 100%. That's a big jump. It's, but if you're hanging around five ad, recovered addicts, right, and you're not taking advantage of this camaraderie right here, and I don't mean to put it on such a low level, but there's a drastic difference between sure. where millionaires there hang is. out just a, and where people in recovery hang out. Like, well, so what I'm saying is, is if you don't see that as a blessing, you can hang out with them until you're 45. They're offering you a genuine connection, but you still have to receive it. They're not, people can't change people. I agree. You have to change yourself. I agree. And you totally right. I think we're saying the same things, Yeah. But, you know, like hanging out with recovering people. And this is where either you're going to make the choice while doing that, or you're going to make the shift is going to happen within you where you start to see their results and see how, where you're going to start taking on their behaviors. Get hungry. You know what I mean? Get real hungry. It's, it's if you want to become a professional, if you want to become successful, whatever that looks like in your life, whatever mm -hmm. success, it's a perspective. How you choose success is on you, right? If you want to, and you pick a goal, like there should be nothing else in your life. Like that, like, don't get me wrong. You still have a wife. You still have kids. You still have this and that. But when you have your time, like everything should be involved around that goal and what it takes to get there. And, and that means educating yourself. That means surrounding yourself with the right people. That means saying yes when you want to say no to something. That means taking that call at two in the morning. That means taking that call at six in the morning. That means doing this and going here and going to this place and meeting this person, completely robbing yourself of a comfort zone. You know, if and that's what I think anybody who's made, made and they don't have a plan B, there is no plan B. It's plan A. I'm going to put everything in this son of a bitch. But take this. I, I love what you're saying. I want to jump in real quick. When you aren't liking the 2 a.m. phone calls and you're not liking them, what you need to do is make the shift so that you can change that. And what that comes with is building up enough that now somebody else is doing that. Or being We're able to ground build level boundary. Right now, right? Dig deep, but there has to be balance. So... Don't put yourself in a place where it doesn't feel attainable because you're wearing yourself out. And that's what I meant earlier by the weight change. Most people want to lose 30 pounds in 30 days. There's a physiological <laughs> aspect behind that that is unhealthy. And it won't last. And extremely difficult and not sustainable. Not sustainable. I did a seven-month prep for a reason. Yeah. It was healthier. It was safer. It was more attainable. And you could, and it's sustainable. And I could, and the thing, what made it harder was I couldn't see the change because it was happening so slow yeah. until all of a sudden I woke up one day and I was like, holy crap, those are my abs. Like it just kind of happened. Like there's like this moment, but people are like, man, 9% body fat and you got abs. That's not true for everybody. Right. I had to get down to 4% body fat before my abs were just there for no reason. Like everybody carries things differently and they all have these outside perspective on things. Mm -hmm. And when all that matters, you're doing it wrong. Yeah, yeah. When you can look in the mirror and you're happy with who you are, I don't care if you're 600 pounds or 60 pounds. If you can look in the mirror and be happy with where you're at, you will find somebody else that is happy with the same thing. Stop worrying about what other people think of you. Oh, I love it. So good. And that period is, is the quote of the day right there. Absolutely. Be happy with yourself. We love you, but that doesn't matter if you don't love yourself. Later. <laughs> <laughs>